Hello, everybody. Hello, Tarian. Hello, Eloise. Hope everyone's okay today. So we started to look at Tarot Card of the Week. Yep. Last week and this week, this is for June. Today's June 3rd, right? Yeah. And we are going to pull another one and, yeah, just look at what the energy is for the week. And, yeah, it'll bring up likely some really good topics, hopefully. Yeah, let's see what magic we can create today. That's right. So I'm shuffling and I just like to have some of that energy in there. Uh, thinking of everything and nothing just kind of like okay so just give us what I, th- I think i'll change the question actually I'll just put it as what do we need to know this week yeah what, is, what do we all need to know what's a message that needs to be translated to us all right so i'm gonna cut the deck and i'm turning the card over oh you know, if it had just been one other card, we would have had a very different energy than we have right now. So no, this is the Three of Swords upside yeah. down. It's called the Sorrow card. And as some of you might know, and those of you don't, there are four elements in the tarot. And Swords is the air element. Why is it air? Well, we say cutting wit, uh, biting tongue, uh, those kinds of, he has a sharp mind. Uh, those kinds of uh, descriptives are used for the mind. So, so this is, um, this is what obviously swords represent the mind and air. Yeah, it's usually, we will say an airhead, right? So uh, you can get uh, your ideas up in the head, that kind of thing. So it's quite all right, so when we look at this, we've got three swords. So rather, I'm using the Crowley deck right hmm. now. And it's it's showing quite dark. You know, it's quite a dark card. It's in greens and a little bit of yellow. But mostly, the card is very dark in color. So it'll, yeah, if you want to go online and check out the Crowley Tarot, the three of swords. And there's a flower in the middle. Rather, you know, it's yellowish, but rather sad looking flower and they the tips of the swords all go into the heart of the flower so often in the tarot you will see uh three of swords as the heart with three swords penetrating a heart oh yes so in this in crowley it's a little different he's used a flower but mostly it is three swords penetrating uh the heart and there's usually some blood coming out, that kind of thing. Mm, so, so it's it's very clear that when the when the mind dominates, when the mind dominates, it will usurp that sort of harmonic energy uh, or harmonizing energy of the heart, right? So, in, in everyday terms, people say, "Well, you know, I need to listen to to my heart." Not exactly sure what that means. Um, what it's as though there's a me listening to a body part and i know people don't actually mean that but i kind of take things a little bit like a kid would what do you mean listen to my heart yeah i don't know exactly what that means 
But I do know that we tend to, which we call the spell of the mind, we tend to um, listen to thoughts and believe them. And we actually analyze thoughts. I mean, it doesn't really make much sense to do that. If you have a thought that pops in your head, you start analyzing it, mostly because you judge it or you think it's wrong or you think it's good. Um, that's very different from something creative coming up or using the mind for what it was designed for. So this card's telling us that, and it's, by the way, it's inverted. So that, that adds a whole other element oh. to, to the card. So it tells us, well, for this week, there's a lot of um, sort of subversive thinking within ourselves that is um, reducing the heart's capacity to do what it's designed to do, which is harmonize, you know, um, take care of us, emanate some, well, let's say emanate love. I don't even know exactly what that means, but let's say those are its designs. The one that's the most important is that the heart can pretty much go around and harmonize negativity. It can just take it and transmute it. Um, and if the swords, if the mind is covering up the heart, then you're not going to hear your heart. You're going to hear the thoughts that are sort of covering up the, thought, the, the heart or the belief systems. This is usually when you have a, a kind of look at someone and you've got that sort of psychic sight, you will actually see on them black stuff you know it, it'll be uh, sometimes i see geometric patterns sometimes i see um sludge sometimes they'll say oh i listen to my heart but they're speaking only what's in their mind uh i bring this example up a lot of times uh if you know how do you feel ma'am i feel that my husband should take out the garbage clearly that's not a feeling that's a thought. Mm. And that's a clear example, but there are many examples where our thoughts are not feelings. Um, and, and this happens often with, with people who will come in, they're trying to have a relationship um, with someone and they don't have that relationship, uh, but they keep asking uh, tarot readers to tell them when and where and how the relationship's gonna begin and you can see clearly uh, through the cards and the patterning and the question itself that this relationship's not happening. I have a really good story of this woman who came to see me once. There were three tarot readers in the, the place I worked in for many years. Mm -hmm. And uh, this particular woman came to see me and I knew she didn't really like me. So I never saw her again uh, as, a, as a customer but she went to the other girls. I, I saw her going to the other girls. And one day she comes in and she's desperate for a reading. And uh, they said, well, your regular girls aren't here. It's the other one. And she, she walks right up to me and says, I didn't want to be with you. Uh, <laughs> Love it. You know, I, I don't really like your readings, but I'm desperate. So I was like, wow, what a great start yeah, to this thanks. meeting. <laughs> so, so we sit down and she asks me about this particular relationship. 
And I, you know, I look at the cards and, and I just say what the cards say. I mean, whether I'm predicting the future or accurate or anything like that, doesn't really mm. matter. You know, this is a deck of cards. It's uh, people do use it to tell the future, but what's really interesting is the dynamic that occurs between yourself, the reader, and the images in the cards. That that's fascinating. Yeah. Right? This is this is a an hour of your life or half an hour of your life where you're having a fascinating uh, interconnection with somebody else. Yeah. And um, yeah, it's it can be super super interesting. Uh, if you're just looking for a particular outcome and you just want to know. The future, it's not interesting. It's quite dull. Uh, that's where a lot of people tend to be uh, taken by, you know, uh, oh, this terror reader. I go every single week and I ask her questions or him questions and he tells me what to do. That's 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 some other trip someone's on. And so I've never been interested in that. But this woman was. She was interested in that. So obviously she didn't like me because I looked at the cards and I said, I don't see any indication that you are in a relationship. And she said, well, no, you're right. I'm not. Because she was clearly saying, what's going to, what's the outcome of this relationship? Yeah. I, said, I just don't see you're in a relationship. There's nothing here that indicates love or, you know, that you're living with anyone or that you're having a relationship. And she said, no, no, that's true. I'm not having a relationship. And, uh, and then I said, well, it looks like you just haven't had one with this particular person either. And she says, no, no, we've been friends for years. And I said, okay. And then, and then she said, but when are we going to have a relationship? I said, well, as far as I can see, there isn't one. Yeah. There's nothing that connects the two of you here. You're, you're friends. Uh, you might even be friends with benefits. Uh, I'm not 100% sure, but it feels like you might be friends with benefits. But you're not. Uh, going to be in a committed relationship. It looks like it'll continue as it is till you decide it ends. And she turns quickly and says, but the other readers <sighs> told me it would result in a relationship. And I said, well, why are you off? That's fine, but <laughs> what's happening you know, you're, how long have you been doing this? I've seen you coming here a lot. Have you been asking about the same person? Yes, for at least two years. And do you have a relationship with this person? No, I don't. So <laughs> now we're just looking for accuracy here. Like, I don't, you know, know whether we could tell the future or not. But so far, uh, my accuracy is outweighing the accuracy of the other girls. And, of course, she then became my customer and that was that's a whole other story. <laughs> I regret every minute of it. I should have just lied to her. <laughs> she came in every week going, Does he love me yet? Does he love me yet? She did. She did. Why was she asking the same question? If someone else said to her, Well, you're it wasn't going to get the relationship, why would you keep asking? There's got to be some doubt there. Well, that you're, that's exactly what I tune into. Your question is an indication of what your insecurity is. Yeah. Your question already indicates that you don't know you're in a relationship. So if you don't know if you're in a relationship or not, why would you think that you would be in one? Try to formulate another question. We have a delivery. It's amazing timing. <laughs> oh, dear. Too fun.
I'm busy going through my tarot cards. I always like to find the card in my pack that we're talking about. But it's hiding from me today. Three of swords. Was it Gosh, something good? It's, it's so funny. My little, my little delivery girl, is, she's half naked. She's got the tiniest little short shorts on, little shoes, a t-shirt. And then her whole face is covered in a mask. It's hilarious. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Everyone's face is going to be covered and her hands are covered. But the rest of her is basically naked. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but my face is okay. It's very, very kissing, isn't it? We're quite funny, aren't we? All right. So what we were talking about is, yes, if you, yes, the the question indicates, um, it definitely indicates the place we're coming from, right? Mm. So so we can be coming from a a terrible, terrible space that um, already is telling us we have doubt. Yeah. Like, why would I even ask? Because this already tells us, and also uh, victim mentality. I just noticed today that victim mentality, I was doing a reading for someone, and a lot of the questions were all about outcome. Mm -hmm. Like, what will the outcome be? And I really just started to see this pattern of, well, if I'm looking for an outcome, then I'm not in the journey. So if I look at all of the tarot questions I've ever asked, you know, it's like, well, how am I doing? What can I do for my health? What's something that would be good for me to take a peek at? Um, I've done some, like, uh, this was a practice I did for a year, and I would ask exactly what salary I would earn by the end of the week. And I did it for a while down to the penny and it was extremely, (laughs) extremely accurate. Well, it blew me away. It really blew me away how accurate it was. And I just really. uh, So I'm interested if you're doing something like that, did your income grow because you were focusing on it as well? Did Did your income grow as well because you were focusing on it? I have no idea. Oh, okay. You know, I would have much preferred to have the income grow earlier most of the time because <laughs> I, I was in a partnership. So I said, let me just practice this because I'm just practicing it. So I thought, oh, this is a good thing to play with, you know, to practice yes, no, yes, no, and be able to get down to a number. And I thought this is a really good way to learn how to read yes and no's yeah. because then I could validate it at the end of the week. So at the start of the week, I go, okay, let's count. It would take a bit of time because you have to keep going. Like, is it $500? And then is it more? Is it less? Usually it would go less. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I'm like, okay, is it four to 500? No. So then, you know, well, is it three to 400? No. Is it two to 300? <laughs> No. Oh. Is it 100 to 200? Yes. Oh. And then I would get it really close, right? After a while, I forgot the pennies and the dollars. I would just get this around uh, a certain amount. But it was pretty darn accurate. And even a year in advance, mm. the amounts mm. that we would earn was 600 a week. This is for two people. And it was accurate. In exactly one year, the end of the week, um, that salary was 300 apiece, which was 600 together. Mm. And, um, you know, I really thought 
is that possible? Because that's not going to be a livable income uh, to be able to live. You know, we're two people. You know, yeah. we have our separate lives and separate apartments and separate all this stuff. So uh, it's not going to work out if it's 300 piece. That's not enough money. And when will it grow? And it, it, I, just, I just left the company. I just made the decision yeah. at the end of the year. Well, you know, it, we built it, it's earning, and you're able to go. So it was a really interesting, because, I, you know, at first I thought, oh, well, if it's that amount, what the heck are we going to do at that point? Mm. And I didn't, I didn't ask what we were going to do. But when I got there, I went, well, it seems logical. It's wonderful. We built this up. It's a good salary, especially in those days. It was a, it was a really good salary and just building and growing. So, all right, um, then uh, I'll bow out and, uh, and uh, they can, uh, they can live with it while he could live with it. So uh, fascinating ways of working with things and really getting your uh, personal crap out of the way, because I, of course I would have wanted to be earning more money mm-hmm. by the end, but it didn't happen, you know. Um, as we were going along, I would have liked to be like the cards to be wrong, but they weren't. <laughs> now, you know, I can say things like that. Um, uh, who knows why it was so accurate? Because not everything is that accurate. Uh, there are certain things that are super, super accurate, and I don't know why. Mm. I really don't know. I, I don't really understand it. Why would I be able to tell a 20-year-old girl that she's going to get married at, let's say, 30, and then she, you know, her first kids are going to be two twin boys? How do I know, how do I know this? Yeah. Uh, I worked with a girl who, you know, we were sitting doing the reading, and then I said, you know what, in 10 years, you're going to open up a business. <laughs> well, and she actually started yelling at me, saying I was stupid. And, and, you know, 10 years later, I get a, a phone call from her. She had, she was moving and she found the cassette recorder of the reading I had done. And she said, I had to call you because I'm actually yelling at you on the recording, <laughs> telling you, you know, you're crazy. Oh, you're stupid. This is, this is never going to happen. And she said, guess what? Just wanted to let you know. It's exactly a decade later and I'm opening my own business. Yeah. So it's like, oh, yeah, you know, it's so interesting. But why would I even know that? Like, what, what is that about? I can't really, you know, we've, we've called, you know, together with people, we've called me psychic. I don't, you know, what does that even mean? Like, I'm, you know, I've heard different ways of being psychic. So, you know, I've heard one person explain it. There's a spectrum of psychic. People are going to pick up different energy. But there's also our intuition. There's also some logic in here, yeah. which is probability. Right. So if we look at the first example of this woman who was not in the relationship with this man, well, the probability is she's not going to go in the relationship. So when you look at the three of swords, this is the mind convincing herself that we could keep going on like this. And at some point we'll connect in a relationship because I really like him. But, you know, I, I don't I don't find men are like that. I've never found that that's that's the way men or women do things. You know, when they like you, they like you and they don't want to lose you. Yeah. Um, they're not going to learn to like you. Uh, it's not going to change. And it's the circumstances that you think that person is in 
uh, that are that say, well, you know, it's because they've got this other person, they need to break with that person. Or, um, no, I just would say those are excuses for why they don't want to be with you. They don't want to tell you directly, I'm not, in, I'm not into you. I just want to have sex and go. Mm. If you don't get it, well, then I'm going to give you these excuses because I'm not ready to just look at you in the face and tell you, I don't want any more than this. And this happens quite often, right? Mm. Uh, what, what is the, um, I was watching one of those dumb shows, uh, you know, sitcoms, and there was an episode where this guy really likes this girl. So he's, you know, massaging her feet, cooking her dinner, <laughs> but she's just using him, right? Yeah. Like just, and they didn't, they used this specific term, but, uh, you know, in my day, would say, well, they're just using you. Like, it's the person who's crazy about you, follows you around, does what you want. And you're like, okay, yeah, that's fine. You can hang on me. That's fine. And then the girl was massaging the feet of and cooking for another guy. Right? So the guy's doing this oh, for the girl. Yeah, the girl's yeah. this. So you just see this chain of people. Chain of people liking right? each other, but not liking the other one. Yeah. Uh, yeah, for liking each other, but the other one's not really into you, but yeah. I'm not going to say no to a foot massage, right? I don't know. Have you ever done that in your life? I have to be honest. I, you know, I did have, uh, you know, a couple of guys who were crazy about me and they, they would do these things for me, but yeah. I don't want to sleep with them. I don't want to. Yeah, I'm, really... I'm never going to sleep with you. We are never having a relationship. If you still want to hang exactly. out, that's fine. But that's basically the conversation gets down to that or something. It gets, yeah, you can actually say it, but it's yeah. like, well, you know, I enjoy your company, but I'm not interested yeah. in you. You know, the pheromones aren't matching or the, you yeah, know, tab A. Missing. Yeah. Not, yeah, your, your tab A, <laughs> try to put it in my slot B, might want to go, but slot B doesn't want your tab A, right? <laughs> it's just not, not happening, just not happening. Yeah. So um, that's a good way of perceiving how the mind can cloud the heart. So a lot of people will say, um, but I feel he's the one. Mm. I feel he's the one. Now I say women, because mostly women come for readings. When men come for readings, they're not quite necessarily like that for some reason. There are some that are, but uh, most of my experiences, men are really straightforward. Can I trust her? Um, is she going to be a good mother? Is this the woman is going to be devoted as I am devoted to her? It's really interesting the different ways um, men and women will mm. come at asking questions, right? That doesn't mean there aren't exceptions to either rule, right? That there can be exceptions. But rarely have I found any. I've got one exception in my mind right now for a man. And I've got no exceptions for women when it comes to um when it comes to asking about relationship, there's usually a disappointment kind of thing going on. And um, mm. so we have to understand that we're going to think that, you know, there's some, uh, a friend of mine always says, oh, I wish, you know, this guy had, whoever she was interested in had a script, just follow the script. You know, and I thought, yeah, that's really good is that's, that's what we women want. We want this, this script right to be fulfilled and that also is the the mind over the heart mm -hmm. because you can't see what's real right you don't have a good combination of 
well, here are my thoughts, but they have nothing to do with this date. So three is an interesting uh, card as well, because usually in three is when we go on our first date. So like one or ace can be, I'm ready to have a relationship. Two is what, you know. Um, the meeting. Who do I want to go out yeah. with? Like, here's a bunch of people and, you know, and then you finally choose someone and you go, yes, baby birdie. He wants me to tickle him. <laughs> um, so now I have to do two jobs at the same time. Yes, baby, I tickled you. And, um, and three is when you go on the date. And on that date, you know, you'll start to um, state what it is you like or dislike. But there are many, many misunderstandings, right? So the simple one I use is, let's say the guy says, I don't spend that much time on social media taking photographs, you know, posing, doing TikTok, et cetera, et cetera. And the girl goes, oh, me neither. But she's thinking, my friends do it, you know, every hour. I only do it a couple of times a day. Yeah. yeah. And he's thinking something very different, like, oh, she's not into it. Great. Like, maybe once in a blue moon, she, you know, we can post a vacation or something, but otherwise we don't do this. And then she says, you know what? I don't really like watching uh, political content uh, creators. Uh, I don't like watching that only once in a while. And the guy goes, yeah, me neither. I only watch it every evening, yeah. <laughs> not all day long. You know, and then they start, once these negotiations have taken place without really examining what's going on, because you're, you're filled with this, you know, romantic vision. Don't forget the pheromones are flying, yeah. they're attracted, there's, there's sexual tension. And then there's this mishmash in the head because you're, you're almost trying to uh, lead the person into being this image and this feeling you have in your body going on now. So all of that contributes to the first date, of course. And then, oh, oopsie-daisy. Oopsie okay. You know, now you're, you're dating for a while, but you notice... Why is he watching like three hours of content at night? Mm. And you're like, why are you watching so much of this political commentary? What do you mean I don't watch that much? My friends watch all day long at work. Yeah. They listen in their car. They they listen at nighttime. I just I just listen in the evening. Take a few hours and catch up on what's going on. And but you said, and he'll turn around and yeah. say, yeah, but you said you're not on social media. You're posting all day long. I see more pictures of myself on the internet than I've ever seen, you know, in all the years I've been alive. You've posted more pictures in the like few weeks we've been dating. And, uh, you know, that you begin the conflict, yeah. right? And that's when you go from like, once you're dating and you're just figuring each other out, it's, it's a nice plateau, which then goes into five where the conflicts begin and then you have to resolve them. So, you know, three is an interesting place, especially three of swords, because you're beginning that, that whole mental, um, and it, because it's inverted, it's telling us, you know, be careful because your ideas are likely unclear, oh. unfounded, and more um, involved in illusionary thinking. So to, to write this card, to, to put it um, right side up, number one, is to really assess, you know, what, am I, what, what is the 
what is actually happening in front of me? And what do I need to question? Usually we have to question what we assume, right? So let's say, you know, well, you know, I clearly assumed that you did, you were going to watch content maybe an hour a week, but that's my assumption. Mm. Not you. That's not about you. You, you said what you said, uh, but I assumed what, that it would be an hour a week and now and now you also assumed that when i said i'm not on social media that it was going to be a couple of times you know once in a blue moon a couple of times a month a month maybe a couple of times a year and um and it it isn't so now what do we do that would be a, a great way now what do we do now if the person is unable to uh, give up or change or you figure out a solution, well, you're likely going to fight about it the rest of your life or you break the relationship. Mm. I mean, there's, uh, there are several ways to do this. You have to work through your conflicts. I'm not going to give how you do it, but the first place is to notice that it's your assumption. And you didn't ask any more questions. You know, like, how much is this worth to you? Do you need to watch this every evening? Well, if you do need to watch it, and I don't want to watch it, Maybe we need to find, you know, you go be on your computer and I'll go, you know, be on mine. Yeah. Um, you know, what bothers you? Does, does posting on social media bother you? Well, yeah, when you put me up there and you talk about me. So you can go on all you want, but I don't want you to post me. And then you might agree. Let's say that was the nice solution, right? Mm. Um, you could find uh, there are so many solutions to these to these problems and ways of dealing with them that that work out it's whether you're willing to do that right because a lot of people will say yeah but i want you to spend time with me in the evening well if that's what you want then you're gonna have to figure out a different way of doing this right hmm. <laughs> <Birds are> <laughs> he's just gone he's on his uh Hanging thing I made for him, and he's gone crazy. Maybe he wants to go out. Mm -hmm. So, what does that say about our week? Okay, yeah. what does that say about our week? We've talked about dating, we've talked about ideas of the heart. Well, it's going to say that a lot of the stuff that we think, a lot of the things that we are thinking, are not necessarily um, real. They're mostly imaginary. They're mostly assumptions. They're mostly figurative. They're not, um, they're not actually what's going on. You know, if we say this is a scary world, well, it could be, but I don't know where you are that it's so scary. Mm. Where are you? So, okay, yes, there's a virus going around. All right, but I'm looking out my window. It's absolutely gorgeous. Yep. People are nice to each other. There's kids playing in the backyard. You know, um, the greenery is growing. I, I see beauty and wonderment out there. It's just gorgeous. Okay. Um, all right. So where's the, where's the scare? Yeah. Well, usually it's in our heads. Uh, you can walk down the street. Uh, there's a new meme going on. They're called Karens. And they, I you know, Karens here. If you haven't seen it, you go on to... Paul Joseph Watson, his latest, uh, his latest video, um, 
or no, that's not the latest. It's, uh, it's the, the last one I watched, which is uh, around the end of or mid May. Um, uh, it's the latest one that I watched, though. Uh, it says, Oh, Karen. So you can go onto his website. And it's so funny. I mean, it's a girl going, that's not social distancing. And, you know, it goes on from there. And then, of course, they're all going, okay, Karen, okay. So they're calling these these women. And, and he was saying that it's between 30 and 40-year-old women that are all, you know, uh, giving their rules. I mean, he's, he's saying a lot of things that are obviously, he's put them all together and it makes it rather funny. Uh, whether it's all true or not, I don't know. But uh, it is kind of funny that, it says that it's 30 to 40, no, sorry, 40 to 50 year old women who uh, don't have enough attention, so they need more attention, and that's why they're ratting people. <laughs> I just thought that's hilarious. That's hilarious. So he must have used a stat, and then, yeah. you know, and then it me, I'm not getting extrapolated from that from that statistic. So I said, well, you're funny. That's for sure you're funny. Um, in any case, so. Um, it's kind of like, you know, what are we, what are we doing? Are we living in this this imaginary world? Now that doesn't mean that that the virus is imaginary. It's out there. You need to take care of yourself. You need to do things that are proper for yourself. Of course you do. Uh, you need to be boosting your immune system. You need to be taking care. Of course, of course, of course. You shouldn't go lick, you know, someone's mucus. Like for sure. Like it's just bad. <laughs> <laughs> but but you know you're walking down the street and you know that the bike is going by this woman it's like that's not social distancing well it is your responsibility to go and and be in an area if you're going to walk on the sidewalk um what, you know is everyone going to i won't be able to like physically physically if i go yeah. for a walk i will not be able to get out of the way like are we going to create more danger to get out of the way. So you're going to have to go around me. Yeah. If you want the six feet between us, go around me. But the other thing is, if I just sneezed and and you're and you're still 12 feet away, that doesn't mean you're not walking through the sneeze. Yeah. Like, it's just too bizarre. Like, if I'm not where, you know, if, if somebody's walking, like, you, you're really sure that nothing's getting out of your mask? Like, come on, you know. Uh, I don't know what you did or what you haven't done. There are germs all over the place. It's not like you can compartmentalize your airspace. There are germs everywhere. So, you know, it's it, it, this is just ridiculous. So you're you're you should keep yourself in a position where you're taking care of your health. Yes, absolutely. But running around dictating how other people should do things is just another whole weird. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, so the bird is now masturbating on my hand. Excellent. Thanks for sharing that. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> well, you'll hear him doing his little tween yeah. dance. You know? And oh dear, he's falling off my hand. Okay, sweetie. Yes. <laughs> he's having a lot of fun. I think fun. He's, he's really fed up with me talking. I've been on this thing from 8 a.m. Yeah. So he's like, where's my time? I want my time. So he's trying to conquer his, his wife. I have two husbands. I'm I'm polyamorous. I have a bird husband. <laughs> bird husband. <laughs> My bird. Cute. Yes, he is so cute. 
So, uh, yeah, of course, you take care of yourself. But the other thing is, don't get too carried away by the rule is the only thing to follow. Because mm. we don't know what other people are going through. Like the bike rider. The bike rider, I mean, was he just supposed to, like, uh, like, why are you, what logic is in your head that he's got to go six feet away from you? If you need to be six feet away, then go. Yeah. You know, just take your steps over. Oh, I can't because I have no space. Well, where's where's he supposed yeah, exactly. to go as space. well? Like, so are you talking about just walking the road to... and get killed? Exactly. Like, are we supposed to construct new roads so every single person on the planet has their own road? Yeah. And if you're six feet ahead of me on your bike and you sneeze, well, so what? I'm going to bike through it in a, in a nanosecond. Like, it's just all, you, you get to a place where it's a little bit, uh, you know, neurotic yeah. and, and insane. It's like, yes, take care of yourself. Go walk in the field. Why are you walking on the road anyway? You know you're going to meet people. If you find this, if you feel your immune system is so compromised, get your mask on, get yourself in a bubble suit, and walk around. Oh. That's, there's nothing wrong with that. But, but dictating to other people, if I don't feel afraid to be near you, if I feel like my immune system's strong enough, then I can take, you know, bringing in germs, um, that's going to be a good thing for me. But if you feel you can't, please go ahead and walk in the field. Yeah. Walk somewhere where you're not going to bump into other people. But this rule didn't come out to satisfy your neuroticism. This rule didn't come out to just say, well, okay, everyone has to do this and we're going to lock ourselves in our homes forever uh, so we can fulfill your fears. No. Somebody said this is fear porn, and it is. It's really fear yeah. porn. People get off on um, being afraid and telling other people how to keep you safe, right? And that whole phrase, keep safe, tells me I'm in danger. Yeah. You say, oh, stay safe. I, I think it's a horrible thing to say to someone. You're telling me I'm in danger. Yeah, we're staying alert here. Yes, the, the amygdala complex. I just hear it. Stay safe. It's like right away, <laughs> my heart starts going, what's, where's, yeah, where's the danger? The danger? Where what's going on? Like, Come on, there's, there's danger all yeah. the time. And, it, you know, so like, you know, people pointing out that flu kills, um, if not more people annually than COVID mm -hmm. has. It's not, this is not to say, not to say that it's not serious, but get a grip, people. There are so many things going on. Uh, people riding their bikes with masks on, yeah. you know, and freaking out. Well, still, there are more bike accidents and deaths combined than there are COVID. Mm. cases so what, what's that about I, that was the stat might be different today so i apologize if i'm using an old stat but at the time that i read this stat i was like oh my god um there were death there were water related deaths diseases it was four times the amount of of uh, covid mm. So there was like, at that point, there were 25,000 deaths from COVID in the U.S. Uh, versus 25,000 deaths from water-related diseases. So it's like, well, wait a minute. What are we talking about here? You know, there's death all around us. Yes, it's, we're going to die, clearly. And of course, we should take care of our bodies. And of course, we should take care of our health. 
of course. But how you go about it is going to dictate your quality of life as well. I mean, if I have to live in a prison just to stay alive, uh, I'd rather go outside. Mm. Right? If you're going to say, well, we're going to put you in a prison cell, you're going to have the air ventilated, we'll feed you food, and you'll stay alive. No, I'd rather go okay. outside and take my chances. Thank you. I'd rather go outside and take my chances. And then there's, I mean, you know, I'm sure everyone's heard all of the different ideas. I just want to help you all, you know, kind of go, here's an idea, here's an idea, here's an idea. So ultimately, you really need to be in touch with what works for you, what's healthy for you, not dictating to someone else. So you look around, you see what works for you, what's going to be really good. How's it going to give you the life that you want, right? And uh, not selfishly, not greedily, not yelling, screaming at other people. Like if you, you run into a Karen who's saying that's not social distancing, you don't want somebody else coming in and going, I can do whatever I want. That's not, that's, that's not helpful, right? There's a situation that occurred, um, I forget, somewhere in the US where someone wasn't social distancing, some teenagers weren't social distancing, and the person, they're calling them a Karen, <laughs> you know, went and got really upset and started strangling the teenager. Like, what's that? Well, that's what not social that distancing either. <laughs> that's not social distancing either, but the way I'm going to take care of wow. you. So you can see it, it stops being about health. Yeah. It stops being about, you know, thinking what is good for me and what is practical for me. Yeah. And it is... Like, uh, you know, another joke that's going around is you shouldn't be in this park, you two. Like hanging around in the middle of the park, cop comes up, says you shouldn't be here. Why don't you go over into that Walmart? Like, yeah, exactly. You know, I know it's a meme, but at the same time, it's like we're, we're going into stores, you know, whether we're, we're five or six feet apart. It's kind of hilarious. Well, yeah, I keep laughing. Like, it's, it's just so it's ridiculous. Like, You're going the supermarket was supposed to say two meters apart or six feet. And then someone reaches over and grabs beans from in front of you, and you're like, <laughs> it's just so, it's "Well, so really it's, funny." But it's not just, <laughs> yeah. But it, forget, forget even that. Forget even that. It's I've just let's say somebody's standing six feet away from me, and I've just gone and I've put my hand on six different apples yeah. to select the apple, right? Yeah. And then they move on, and the next person comes in now is touching the apples to see which one they want. It's absolutely ridiculous. The germs are now on the apples. Yeah. And I don't know how clean they've been. Yeah. You know, even if somebody's wearing gloves, I don't know what they've done. I don't know who's picked their nose. You, because you, you, you aren't completely aware of how many times you touch your face. No. And that's really the problem is to put it on your face. Right? So, come on. Like, how many, there was the woman who was lecturing on, this was at the beginning of COVID. She was giving a talk. She was a politician. Mm. I don't know who it was, but you could probably find her online by, you know, putting in some keywords, right? So she was talking about what you need to do with COVID. Do not touch your face. Do not put your hands in your mouth. Make sure they're clean, blah, blah, blah. So she's outdoors on a podium, you know, other politicians around her. Yeah. And as she's writing, reading this, she puts her finger in her mouth, licks her finger, and turns the page. Right? So you're like, well, <laughs> you can't even do it while you're talking about That's it. it. Yeah. <laughs> you, you can't even do it while you're talking about not doing this. So it's quite, quite, 
quite, quite hilarious, you know, just, mm. you know, so we don't know what people are doing. And, you know, I'm sure you've realized this too, eh, Eloise, that being so many years in practice, what people think is not necessarily anything to do with what's good for them. Yeah. So, you know, I'll, I'll say to someone, so what's your diet like? Give me a, a day in the life of your diet. And the answer will be, I have a good diet. Now, I could assume they have a good diet. But I don't know what that means. They'll often say, well, you know, I have, I have um, a, a granola bar for breakfast. Uh, at lunch, I might carry another, you know, one of these protein bars. And then at lunch, <laughs> you know, I'll probably grab a burger. And then in the afternoon, I might eat a little chocolate bar for some energy. <laughs> I drink some soft drinks some coffee yeah, during the day. And yeah. then, you know, that's I go home. Cocaine all later. Later. <laughs> yeah. so, you know, and I'm not saying that it's always like that, but very often it's not necessarily good for them. Right now, I'm not asking in particular to know if they eat hamburgers or not, uh, but knowing that that's one group of people. But then another group, it's like, well, what do you eat? I eat well. Well, we've got a digestive issue here. Maybe there's a combination that's not working, even if it's healthy. Mm. Right. There could be, uh, you know, um, some people can have a sattvic diet where they're eating cheeses, but the cheeses cause a lot of mucus anyway mm. in the body. So you don't know. You don't know. They could be eating something that's highly aller aller allergenic. They could be overweight and eating something that is promoting, you know, a sluggish uh, metabolism. They need to add something else to the diet. So it's, it's rather interesting to notice we don't know what's good for us. So and we're not always very conscious. That is really so indicative of the three of swords inverted tells us, wow, you know, we're so not conscious of what we're doing and what we're saying. So someone could be, you know, say, you know, those, you know, those bulk places where they have foods in a bucket and you have to use a, a scoop to get it out yeah. or candy or whatever. Yeah. You know, I, I get the disgust reflex going on when I see them. So I can't really get anything <laughs> from those, those barrels, you know, it just gives me that little cringe right now i'm sure that they're you know most places i saw they don't happen the only thing i bought in bulk uh, was in florida they have coffee in these big barrels and you scoop them and you grind your own mm. coffee and I, well this is really good coffee um i guess i'm gonna have to risk it but uh, you don't know what people are doing in there. You don't know how dirty their hands are. Plus that scoop gets touched over and over again. It's not exactly like it's replaced. So I don't know. You know, I don't know if you've ever seen people who do the two-fingered nose picking. Two-fingered nose picking? No, I see what, a lot the of same time, one at each, up from each hand. Yeah, one in each nostril, uh, two fingers up there. You know, and then you watch them dunk their hands into the into these nuts and it's just rather gross. They're little kids with, with snot all over them. And, you know, there's one thing to expose yourself to bacteria and virus and all that stuff. That's great. Keeps your immune system strong. There's another thing to go directly eat somebody's mucus. You know, that's another, that's a whole other ball. Mm -hmm. Wow. <laughs> so, you know, um, of course, those things are good. I, I, someone told me yesterday that they're going to stop buffets. You know, I, I get the... Yeah. 
I, I had a bit of a germ phobia when I was a kid. But you can also see how the mind is strange because I had a germ phobia to bathrooms, doorknobs, uh, cutlery, you know, but I still would eat in a restaurant. Yeah. You know, not very happily. I didn't like it too much. And I do get, you know, some cringe uh, feelings. Uh, but buffets make me cringe. Mm. They really, really, I get, I get the cringe factor. Yeah. And I have to overcome I, it. The thing I don't I mean, like I mean, about buffets, certainly when you go to ones where there's flies flying around because everything's open. Oh I'm like, oh, that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 And you just don't know. Yeah. You don't know. You know, I'm really weird when it comes to some of the imaginings that go on in my head that cause me to cringe. You know, I'll, uh, you know, you could see a bunch of young guys, you know, coming out of the kitchen, bringing things. And di did they clean their hands, especially if you're in Jamaica or these yeah. other Did they clean their hands and were they jerking off, you know, <laughs> earlier in the day? Yeah. And is it, is it uh, turning them on to put yeah. their sperm on the food? Yeah. So they see these young girls uh, eating it. And, you know, I don't say things only from imagination. I know people who've done this. Yeah. You know, I've known... Uh, I knew a guy who was in the army and he was pissed off with the senior officer and he had to go make him coffee and bring him water and he would dunk his penis head into the water. <laughs> <laughs> it yeah, sounds funny, no, but, yeah. you know, uh, yeah, we don't know what yeah. people are doing and if people get pissed off, they find it nice and vengeful to do that. Yeah. You know, and we've like, talked about this like before. There's always an unrunning thing in my head that if you piss off the waitress in the restaurant, she'll go and spit on your dinner. <laughs> I, I, uh, you know, there's some people who tell me, no, that doesn't happen. And then there are I other people who go, of course, that that of course happen. it happened. Yeah. Oh, I've heard of course people peeing into the batter at a fish and chip shop. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. I, 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 my, my brother-in-law told me, well, you know, the little balls that they use of dough balls to, that's why they've changed them now, right? They used to make these dough balls to put in the pizza. So the cardboard box wouldn't crush the pizza. Now they use little, those little plastic yeah. tables but, but he said you know that's not yeah, yeah. And, you know i said oh those are really good to eat and he says you don't eat that don't ever eat that <laughs> I'm like why not he said it's to hold the cardboard up we would throw that around the room oh. and you know toss it at each other and it would fall on the floor and we just i was like are you serious he goes yeah <laughs> don't ever eat that don't eat that it's like the, the <laughs> shaped carrots at the toy restaurant or something some people say that they they just recycle them and put them in water again and then serve them out again and then go around in I'm sure they do. Because <laughs> they don't I'm sure they, they do. Yeah, no, I, I never like eating those yeah. those dirty things. Yeah, no, it's just so gross. <laughs> no, there's so many things that are really yeah. Yeah. And and you know, in the study of human beings, there will be human beings that are resentful, that are jealous that are angry and they'll go and do things. There's one thing to feel angry at a customer who returns things six times. Yeah. Like, um, you know, I know somebody was working in a restaurant and uh, the people would, this particular demographic tends to send things back. Mm. And because they, they, they end up wanting to get a free meal. Um, they're really, okay. you know, quite a difficult clientele to deal with. And um, and and they would inevitably send things back. This restaurant actually had to close down because because of this kind of behavior. 
And the person who opened the restaurant was actually warned, you should never open in this demographic. It won't work. It just won't. It'll never wow. succeed. Yeah. This is the particular demographic. And this, he didn't listen. And uh, it, it failed. It was so difficult. But one of the things that my friend did in this restaurant was, uh, you know, they, it, it, because it was a chain restaurant, everything is, you know, preset. You can't exchange anything right? You can't use replacements because that's how they, they get their profit, right? Mm. Otherwise, you well, you lose your profit. The chain restaurants are, here's the meal. This is the way it is. You don't change yeah. anything. So, you know, that was clear that you couldn't change anything without adding an extra fee. But, you know, this big complaint that started happening was the soup's not hot enough. I, so, so, you know, the, he, he would go, okay. And he was the manager of the kitchen as well. So he would take it back, heat it up. And, uh, and they nuke it, right? They put it in the microwave mm-hmm. and bring it back. It's, it, and without really even tasting it, it's still not hot enough. Yeah. And it's bubbling. And they would put it <laughs> until it was just, you know, they would, they would heat the crap out of it. He said, we'd make it so hot that it was like, oh yeah, it's too hot now. Right. Yeah. Um, but really interesting, right? These these things are really, really, really interesting that they would do that. But, you know, he never said it to me, but you could tell his face was like, yeah, we would do certain things to it. Right? Yeah. You know, we didn't, he said, we didn't just heat it up. No, after the fourth you know? time or something. It's like... Yeah, it's just, you, you, you can treat, you can, a lot of people feel that they have rights. Mm. But they, they, you know, it doesn't mean that rights are, are, um, are right yeah. <laughs> or ethical. <laughs> you know, just because it's my right to sue my neighbor for something that goes wrong doesn't mean that's what I need to do. Mm. Just because it's, well, under the law, I could sue you for destroying my property. But can we talk about it first? You know, can we get together and clean it up? I understand, you know, it was an accident and you know, your tree fell over. It's like, that's the, an act of nature. It's like, yeah. we can work this out. Uh, but some people say, well, it's my right. So uh, I never even, I, my mother had a neighbor who never even contacted her. She just got the the notice that she was being sued. Mad. You know, and it's like, wow. And of course, the, there was more damage from this other person's property to my mother's. Yeah. And my mother never did anything about it. She just said, hey guys, you know, you think you could lift up your trees and it's like yeah sure yeah sure i can lift up the sure uh really really kind of amazing right Mm. kind of amazing what what people what we'll think are our rights and yeah if if it's necessary but first we're civilized human beings we can do it through negotiation first have a chat if the person's not civil well then okay yeah then you have recourse that's why our society has some laws but it doesn't mean you just go in and use the law, right? Hmm. You know, why, 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 well, because it's my right. Uh, okay. You know, that you've been given the right by another body and you, you don't have any judgment on your own. So again, that's three of swords inverted. Yeah. You, you don't know what you're doing. Your life won't necessarily, um, you'll be suffering miserably at the hands of these kinds of things, right? That's why it ends up in sorrow. There's just sorrow, sorrow, sorrow. Mm. I'm not saying everybody will have sorrow. Some people are oblivious to what they do to others. 
they don't care. They're perfectly happy with their lives. And it's kind of like that, that crazy driver driving down the street, knocking everything down, people crashing behind them. But they're like, I drive fine. Yeah, nothing ever happens. Right? You yeah. know, you have pedestrians <laughs> screaming. <laughs> blood you know. squirting everywhere behind them. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that kind of imagery, right? <laughs> and there are a lot of people who live their lives like that. And, they, and because they keep saying, well, it's my rights, they think they're justified and they have no idea the wake. Usually, usually those people end up having difficulty with their children. Yeah. That's, I'm not saying all the time. Right. Some people yeah. can be really terrible and not have difficulty with their children. But most of the time, I notice that people have extreme difficulty with their kids. Their kids won't talk to them. Their kids are angry. They're, um, it's just very, very difficult when, um, when a person is like that. Yeah. If you don't have kids, well that you never get to know what if you think your life is wonderful you have no kids you have no partner well it's that's good for you you live in your bubble yeah. that's okay too <laughs> but we have to remember that those people can leave havoc in their wake and be completely unaware of it so when you see a card like this three of swords inverted you kind of have to look at yourself and go what are what's the havoc i'm leaving in my way yeah so it could be something coming at you but it's really good to pay attention to Am I leaving any havoc in my wake? You know, am I, am I um, thinking I'm justified because it's my right and defending uh, myself uh, when maybe I don't need to? Maybe I need to sit down and just relax and have a discussion. Maybe I just need to be calm and human, right? Nope. So we could go on and on about this. Yeah. I mean, three swords, uh, they're, they're such beautiful... Uh, you can see how the tarot taught me a lot. Right? Yeah. Just working with one card a day for 20, 25 years, I think. 10, 20, mm. 20 25 years. I still wasn't, uh, um, you know, really professional at 35 years old. I just, uh, I just started as a professional, so. I had been practicing for years and years and then I started professionally. And once I was interacting with the public, oh. it really kept uh, educating me because then there was the question and there was the, the, the assumptions people would make. It was really fascinating. Yeah. All right, my love. Well, um, time to go. Yes. We got to move on to our next group. Yep. And uh, have a lovely week, and we will do another card next week. And would love to hear what uh, you know if you're if you're enjoying this. I really enjoy it because it helps keep us uh, within a topic. Yeah, a frame. Yeah, it's you know, Everything I've talked about today is part of that three of yeah. swords. Perfect. You know, and if you want to learn how to do this more easily, uh, again, like we said, we're going to post a yeah. course on Udemy. Or you can go to doseoftruthtarot.com and leave your details and we'll let you know when the course is available. Exactly. Yes. Doseoftruthtarot.com Sounds good. So let us know uh, what you would like to um, hear. You know, I've even presented that I'll I'll do a one card reading for people as well, you know. Yeah. That could be something fun. Yeah. But uh, yeah. Or what Leave you Leave us a message, in. get in touch, let us know if you're loving it. Yes. And we will catch up with you all next week. 